Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. Yo, this is man like Doreen. Hi, this is Tom Thelma. This is Veggie. This is the Asian sensation Kanji. This is the nightmare fuel hustle alone. This is Joe Rage, the heavyweight classic. This is Mad Dog, O'Dockery. This is Tonga. I'm the Breaker, Kyle Kingsley. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... You're listening to... Broken but Glorious. Broken but Glorious. To Broken but Glorious podcast. Because like me, you are head to toe a pro. Hello and welcome to my Brit Rest Journey on bbgwrestling.com. I'm Chris Lapp and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Bottom Town Wrestling General Manager... Lucas Jackson, how are you doing this evening, Lucas? I'm doing really good, Chris. Thank you very much for having me on tonight. Yes, yeah. Once you, yeah. It was, it was about four, five, six weeks since we decided to do this interview. So, yeah, we'll yeah. look forward to this for a while. So, it's like, so. yeah, we we thought we'd take our, our our kind of promotion of of our shows a little bit in a different direction. Mm. Usually, we do quite a lot of promotion around the Bolton area, um, but we figured that there's a, a huge fan base out in the country that are willing to travel, are willing to go to shows that mm-hmm. are interest or, or have people on that, that they like. So let's let's try it. So we sent out a few feelers to a few different places and uh, and here we are. Yes. That's it. Bolton not being it's yeah, it's, it's close to Manchester. It's, it's you get the Lancashire because there's huge fan bases just popping up all around Bolton. So it's a great, yeah, it's a great, it's a great great place to potentially get some fans from. So. Absolutely. And I mean, Bolton's, Bolton's such a, a historic town in terms mm. of wrestling. Going back to the World of Sport days, um, you know, it was it was quite a prestigious place for for, for shows. And and there's just been nothing. There's just been nothing in the area for quite a long time. You'd have the odd occasional American wrestling show come in mm. and, and run at the, uh, the Bolton Hall, but other than that, there's been nothing regular for people to really get their teeth into, get behind, and and really invest in for storylines and, and, and for wrestlers. And uh, and so we wanted to fill that gap. Yeah. So Lucas has joined us today to promote Gold Rush on the 22nd of April. Before we get into that, I want to discuss a bit about the history of the company, about, about a bit about you in general, how you got into wrestling. So tell us a bit about like, so the my, history of Bolton Town Wrestling. Yeah. So, so my personal uh, wrestling journey starts off um, many years ago as a very little lad, um, getting to see Dynamite Kid, um, fighting uh, at Preston Guildhall yes. many, many years ago. Um, I spent a lot of my youth around my friends' houses because they had Sky. Mm-hmm. So we'd go and watch some, some WWF. We'd uh, always make sure that we'd got WCW Worldwide on on a Saturday afternoon on ITV. Yes, I remember um, primary school. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I've been told that um, my uh, grandma, would have absolutely loved what I'm doing at the moment because she was mad keen on wrestling when I was very tiny. Yeah, I just about remember watching World Sport Manans. Yeah. For, for, I think it finished, like, was it 86, 87 or something like that? So I was only little, I was only like five, six, seven, but I do have memories of watching it with Manan, like the late yeah. 80s. So. <laughs> yeah. So it, it feels like wrestling's a little bit kind of, certainly the, the watching of it is very much in my blood. Um, and. Bolton Town Wrestling is born out of um, a few guys that have kind of trained together doing white collar wrestling at PCW, which mm-hmm. is a charity event where you you train for eight to ten weeks with yes. you know, the likes of Sheik El Sham, uh, Danny Hope, CJ Banks, Philip Michael. Wow, um, <laughs> four great guests. Yeah, you've you've got some some amazing wrestling brains 
building into you um, across those weeks. And then you, you, you take part in a full show, um, raising money as you go along. And uh, I got the opportunity to take part in that to raise money for SANS, which is a stillborn and neonatal death. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2016, uh, we lost twin boys. Well, I'm so and, uh, it's, it really affected me. And for a long time, I was, I was very angry. I was very unhappy. Um, and one of my friends just said, you know, I'm thinking of signing up to this. What do you reckon? And, uh, and you know, within sort of 20, 25 minutes, I'd, I'd checked with the boss, uh, the other half. And, uh, yeah, yeah we were signed up. You oh, know. amazing. Um, the company I worked for got fully behind it. Um, they did loads of, they, they kind of adopted it as their charity for the year. So every event that they were doing, the money was going into the pots. And then at the end of the year, they, they took the pot and they doubled it. Wow. Um, and sent us on our way. So, you know, with, with ticket sales, with, with all the charity stuff, we raised about 6,000 pounds. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Um, and that was, that was just my total. Like the rest of the guys that were on the card were doing things for their own, own charities. Um, so, um, I was lucky enough to, uh, to train alongside Maverick Matt Williams, who yes. has done a few, uh, white collars. He's also been on quite a few academy shows at PCW, uh, before Bolton Town Wrestling was born. Um, he's obviously a, a local lad in Bolton. Mm-hmm. Uh, and very much, uh, very much up and coming in the world of wrestling. Yes. Um, he's spreading his wings a little bit, getting on over in Bradford at GT Ministries, and uh, I think he was down in Britannia. Yeah, it's a, he's a he's a he's a name that comes up a lot. Yeah. Seen, I've not seen live yet, but I've heard his name. I ah, he is well worth it. <laughs> he is well worth it. Um, and so um, when COVID hit, um, someone got a little bit of itchy fingers. They had a, a little bit of money burning in their pocket and decided mm-hmm. they were going to buy a wrestling ring. Oh wow! <laughs> and on the back of that, there was conversations about, you know, well, what could we do with this? What, how, how could we turn this into something that we can be a part of and, and really enjoy? And so we've got, um, Disco, who, who does our, our sound. Um, we've got James, who does our audio visual and all of our graphics. Um, we've got Jock, who has headlined White Collar Wrestling mm-hmm. uh, as our ring announcer, Scott in the kilt in the middle yes. of the ring. Um, we've got myself, um, again, a, a white collar wrestling uh, main eventer, um, and Matt, and we just came together. We've we've got you know all all have got roles around the company um, on show nights. We've all got our little roles that we, we fulfil, um, and obviously part of my role, <coughs> making sure things are running smoothly in the back, but also you know making the decisions out on the on the show floor. Um, so, so apart from them eight weeks, have you done? Any, did you have any, ever have any ambition of becoming a wrestler? Oh, absolutely! So I, I continued on um, mm. after uh, White Collar had finished. I continued on into the PCW Academy for a few months, and then unfortunately, um, kind of September 2019, I was involved in a car crash. Oh, um, we were we were hit from behind at, at quite a speed, um, and since then I've had a bit of a dodgy back, which has uh, kind of curtailed. Any any hopes of uh, of continuing training and then COVID hits, so everything shut down. Yes, um, I very much like to get back into it. Um, there's there's something about walking through that curtain which I'm I'm loving the fact that I'm able to do it now in the general manager role. Yeah, um, and still be a part of this. 
And I mean, as as a as a group, you know, we've we've kind of come from out of nowhere. Um, you know, when you're when you're talking about your your wrestling peers, um, you know, we have come from the very bottom as as people who had no no skills, no knowledge, uh, and and we're just fans to mm. kind of be in the in the center of of putting on some some phenomenal shows. Um, and and working alongside some of the talent that we've been paying to go and see for years. Yes, because I think I think I first heard about it because I interviewed um, Philip Michael in mm. mid August, and he, one of the t- matches he talked about was his the debut show of oh uh, the yeah, the gone, uh, sorry the uh, the tournament tournaments. Is it the, yeah? So having, having a tournament on your first show was that a bit risky, or do you, for the so I mean, you you come into a first show, you've got mm. no backgrounds, you've got no storylines, you've got no rivalries, you've no. you've really you know you've got to assume that everyone that's walking through that door knows nothing about who's anyone. coming yeah. out to to perform, um, and so it felt like the tournament was the best way to start getting some rivalries going between the wrestlers, to start um, pulling out some storylines, um, you know, you've got instant feuds. Yes. right from the get-go because someone's beating you in that first round. They stopped your evening at the beginning. They've taken away your title shots, your title opportunity. You know, it it really does lend itself to to some uh, really good feuds. And we've got we've got a couple of these uh, on the Gold Rush card. Yeah, definitely. That, that have roots right back to the very first uh, first show. What was the thinking about making Rabbit the first champion? Have you seen him? Oh yeah, he's a monster. He's a monster. I mean, if you want a statement of intent as to what you want your company to be and who you want your your flagship person to be, you know, he is intimidating. He's big. Yes, he is very scary. Um, you know, and and he moves so well around the ring. He's he's got a really good mix of power and agility and uh you know from a from a championship point of view i mean we we had the final four of philip michael rabbit alex boylan and jack johnson mm-hmm. and any four of those would be very worthy title holders um as it was rabbit got the victory on the night and uh and hasn't been toppled since definitely yeah, he's, he's somebody I really want to see live. I've, I've, I've only ever seen him on YouTube. I think, you know, when I was researching for the Dynamite Lee interview, that's when I first discovered Ray. But yeah. yeah, have you yeah. Uh, have you seen his entrance from Pro Wrestling for You the other week? No, they go go. I think it's on their. It might be on their TikTok. Oh, oh yes, I have. It's the, uh, he comes out in a body bag. The body bag. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tell it. Tell the listeners about it. It's, it's so. Uh, yeah, so he gets he, the uh, he's teaming with the Myatt Legacy um, and gets carried out to the ring in a body bag. Um, partway through the uh, the introductions, mm-hmm. he breaks out of the body bag, um, and I, I've only seen it on YouTube because I wasn't unfortunately I wasn't there. But it it's something else, yes. you know, there's something that you could look at and go, well, okay, um, he he just captures the shock and mm. you know the horror of, of what could be coming out of that body bag yeah. i mean when you when you see him you know with the mask on um in his normal entrance he's got a mask that he then takes off and there's another mask underneath you know 
it's not what you expect. You always expect, you know, the, the wrestler to come out with their headgear on, take it off, and then that's just it. That's them. But no, there's another mask underneath. That is, it, it seems like a very 80s, 90s gimmick, but he kind of wrestles like a modern-day heavyweight. So yeah. it's, it's kind of a cool, like, mixture of like, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, and yes, I mean, we are five, or we will be five shows in. Um, he's made title defenses in BTW. He's gone across to Bradford to GT Ministries and defended the title there. Mm. Um, you know, he is very much a fighting champion and, and worthy of holding that belt. So, so as general manager, so what are your, like your, your role on show day? So, like- um, so my role on the show day is to make sure that everyone knows what's going on, where then, when they need to be ready, where they need to be at the times. Um, <coughs> and, um, Obviously, as the show goes on, um, to start dealing with any of the fallout from any of the fights. Yeah. So at the last show, um, Bentley had his match of a lifetime with Franco Varga. Um, yes, and Stocks decided to come out, go on commentary and then interject himself in the match and ruin the match. Um, you know, and at that moment in time, I took the decision to make the, the match at Gold Rush. A, uh, a no disqualification match, a no holes barred match, yes. but to dangle a bit of a carrot in front of both of them to, to try and keep them a little bit focused on winning a wrestling match rather than destroying each other if they get a, uh, a number one contender sh- spot. Ooh, it's a bit tasty. Yeah, I like, mm-hmm. I like both these guys. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, they started off in BTW as a tag team on the very first show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly believe if they could have got some cohesion, if they could have got some chemistry, and kept it going, they could be tag title holders anywhere in the country. But they just clashed too much. Personalities mm-hmm. clashed too much. Um, and since that that first show, they've been just pushing each other's buttons, putting themselves in each other's ways. Um, you know, we had Gareth Angel, the the, the GT Ministries champion over, mm-hmm. who was going to defend his title um, against Stocks. And Bentley decided to go out there and demand that he was given a title shot. And so Gareth Angel ended up fighting both of them. Wow. Triple threat. Yeah. You know, these guys uh, just can't seem to leave each other alone. So hopefully we'll get us, uh, you know, a culmination to this in, in possibly the only justifiable way with a no holds barred match. Definitely. This is Bentley, and you're listening to BBG Wrestling. Friday, 22nd of April, Ellesmere Road Recreation Centre, Bolton. BTW presents Gold Rush. So, yeah, great card. So if I go through the card, you just let the listeners know about history, about the matches and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Can we start with the 10-man rumble? So it's uh, GT Ministries versus Bolton Town Wrestling. Seems to be five from each. It is, yeah. It's five from each side. So we've got the Lancashire Wrecking Crew. Yes. Who um, came into Bolton Town Wrestling very much under a cloud. Um, they came in, they attacked Maverick Matt, they attacked Andrew Jepson at the end of their match. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very cowardly. You know, these guys have just gone through an absolute war against each other and then get hit from behind. Um, now, they demanded a contract. They, you know, we are obviously a Northwest-based um, wrestling promotion mm-hmm. just on the edge of Lancashire. And the Lancashire Wrecking Crew felt like they should run this place. Um, so they came in demanding a, a contract. 
we gave them a match against Maverick and, and Jepsen to let them try and get some revenge. Um, uh, as much as I, I, I hate to say it, Wrecking Crew won. Yes. You know, we had to give them a contract. Now, if you've got the Wrecking Crew or you're against them, which would you rather be? Them on your side or, uh, or facing them? Have, them? Yeah, I'd rather have them in my company exactly. than against my company. Exactly. So if, if we've got them and we're paying them, we're going to use them. So we're, we're putting them into this 10-man rumble. Um, now, as always, the rumble should be every man for themselves. But as soon as you get a tag team in there, if the numbers come out right and the draw is such a way that you get both of them in the ring early on, you know, especially, especially in a, t- a 10 man rumble, there, there is good odds yeah. that they'll be in there each other. So. It is. It is good odds that they'll be out there at the same time. You know, a smart tag team work together, get down to the last two and then and settle it like men. You know, there's a good chance that could happen with them. Now, Alongside them, fighting for BTW, are Axel Strife, who made his BTW debut last show, taking on Maverick Matt's Open Challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, Nishiki, who personally is a bit of an unknown to me. I've never um, heard, never heard of Nishiki. He's been, he's been booked on the show based on some of the feedback that I've been given from the other wrestlers. Um, and I, I love to bring new talent in. I love to bring something that's a little bit, mm. maybe, you know, just like to me, he's unknown. Um, and I think the best way to showcase him is is in a, a ten man rumble. He gets a hopefully gets a decent amount of time in there. Yeah. Show us what it was about. Um, and rounding off the BTW side of things is James Reed. Oh, one of my favourites. Hard hitting, athletic, deceptively tall. He's about six foot four. Isn't he? He's massive. He's he is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I've interviewed. I've, in, I've interviewed him four times. We've only had to. I could only release two of them because one of the, one, one he, he just talked for too long. We had to redo it because <laughs> he's so, he's so nice. <laughs> yeah, and the one was too much too much back, background noise, and yeah, he just came on and did it again. He's such a, such a nice, brilliant lad. Yeah, so yeah, but, one of my favourite wrestlers. But once he gets inside those rings, oh, ring ropes, he's yeah. very intimidating. It's Xboxer, XMMA, yeah, Xboxer, I think as well. So. I've been in the ring as a as a referee. For one of James's matches, mm. and um, yeah, the way he moves, it's all calculated, no wasted energy. You can see he's got that mixed martial arts background. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's just focused. Um, for for me, he's my pick for the Rumble. Yes, um, I think we, we've you know we've seen him in BTW before. He's got and and just something about him, an aura about him that I think him being in that triple threat for the titles mm-hmm. at the end of the night, I think he'd be well-placed. I think with the amount, the way he approaches wrestling, he'll have plenty left in the tank at the end of the Rumble to, to then go on and, and give Angel and, uh, and Rabbit a really good run for their money. And he'll, he'll be a bit a nice contrast to the fighting styles of Angel and um, Rabbit yeah, as well. And, Ra- and Rabbit. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and then on the GT Ministries side, so GT Ministries uh, fight out of Bradford, for those that, uh, that might not know about them. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the Man Mountain, Andrew Jepson, who's uh, quite a regular over in BTW. Um, That's another, another name that keeps coming up as somebody I want to see yeah. live. <laughs> yeah, he, he deserves to be everywhere. He really does. Um, he's quite big over the other side of the Pennines. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Hard hitting, very hard hitting, absolute giant of a man. Um, but as we know in rumbles, 
your, your big guys get targeted, they get double teamed, triple teamed, mm-hmm. uh, to try and get them out. If, if he gets in there late, um, with not too many left around him, he, he could just, just demolish it at the end of the rumble. Um, alongside them, again, you know, tag teams, it, it adds a different dynamic to a rumble whenever you've got tag teams in there. Hmm. So we've got two tag teams from over at GT Ministries. We've got the modern day mafia, Dave Douglas and Joel Cobra. Yes. Um, again, as a tandem work with such good chemistry. Um, you know, they're double chokeslam finisher. If they start throwing those around, they're just going to be picking bodies up and, and dropping them over the top rope. Yes, definitely. Um, and alongside them are a pair that the modern day mafia have had quite a lot of problems with over at GT Ministries over the last few months. Um, the Academy of Ad- sorry, the Academy of Agony, MC2 and Gung Ho Mutley. Oh, names I've not heard before. You've not heard about these guys? No. So they've been a real <laughs> thorn in the backside for the modern day mafia over the last few months. Um, you know, in, in they've, they've fought in, in singles matches, they fought as tag teams. They, they just keep butting heads with each other. So while we're looking at, um, you know, a rumble for a, a slot in the triple threat at the end of the night, yes. these guys might not be able to look past the fact that they've got each other in their sights during oh, the rumble. Sounds amazing. <laughs> and that's, that's what you want. You've got so many factors coming into this. You know, you've got Axel Strife, who, let's be honest, he's his own biggest fan. Mm-hmm. And he probably isn't as loyal to BTW as maybe I'd like him to be. But, you know, I know that he's getting paid and he'll do the job. Um, you know, he, he, he's a businessman when it comes down to it. He's a self promoter and a businessman and he understands that BTW are paying his wage. He's going to fight for us with everything he's got. Where did the partnership with G2 uh, Ministries come from? Um, that's a really good question. So, um, pro- I think it might have been our second show. Yeah. Um, we, Obviously, we were looking for some talent to bring across to the Northwest who maybe don't get the opportunity to come over this side of the Pennines too often. Um, and phone calls and conversations happened that allowed us to bring Andrew uh, Jepson and um, Gareth Angel across. Um, just those two to start with um, to, to, you know, test the waters. New company in Bolton, you know, um, looking to start making relationships with other companies. Because as, as, let's be honest, in, in British wrestling, there's far too much infighting, far too much backstabbing. Yeah. Um, what you really could do with it is a few brands getting together and, and putting on, you know, title versus title matches. You know, some things where, as we have with Gold Rush, someone who could walk into that event with no belts and walk away with two, being a double champion. You know, mm-hmm. we've got champions from either side that could walk away with the other brand's belts. Um, and that doesn't happen too often in wrestling. You know, you, you, Tony Khan has his forbidden door. Yes. But we, we don't see it as a forbidden door. We see it as a very much a door of friendship across that Pennines. Um, we've sent some of our lads over, over to GT Ministries to be part of their shows. GT Ministries tore around. They were in Leyland the other week. Um, and, uh, just down the road from me. And again, some of our lads ended up on their shows just showcasing what BTW can do and, oh, nice. and bringing it 
you know, new wrestlers to a new audience. Yes, yeah, yeah, it is great. I can, I can see yeah, in, my, in my, my local area, there's Bessel Islands have now kind of have on their pre-show for TNC Ignition, they have like a show, a Bessel Island showcase match now. Exactly, and you know, you've get, got, and, uh, and TNT is now um, part under the umbrella of um, Progress. So it's kind yeah. Of, yeah, you know, you've got you've got fans there that will be diehard TNT fans that won't even potentially won't even have heard of Wrestle Island. Mm. You know, so you get someone on there that gets a chance to showcase what they can do. And yeah, they, they had a um, Odyssey Pro Wrestling title match on the pre-show months ago as well. On the see, that's that's what we need more of. You know, this this symbiotic relationship between brands, it doesn't have to be about, well, you're near us, so we're going to bury you or try and destroy your company or, you know, take down your posters and mm. all this other childish stuff. Why can't it be that, okay, you send your best guy and we'll send our best guy and let's just see how it goes. Yes, it should be like that. Yes. box. So it does, there doesn't seem to be the tribalism amongst fans in British wrestling as I, I imagine it used to be. I, th- I think fans are quite happy to go to lots of different promotions. Because I know us as a family, since lockdowns closed, we've been going. We used to just go to Wrestle Island, but now we go to Britannia and we go to TNT and we've been to All Stars and Mega Slam. There is so much variety out mm. there. You know, you, you've got, you know, something for every type of wrestling fan out there. You know, you've got your TNT stuff with their, you know, more extreme um, shows, you know, the 18 plus shows. You've got, you know, your nice family friendly stuff, which is, you know, where we're aiming, you know, is, is that family friendly middle of the road. Um, But as a, you know, if you come to one of our shows as a wrestling purist, you're going to get a damn good show with Mm. some amazing talent. You know, and the fact that the, the British wrestling scene exploded, um, you know, what we thought maybe maybe five years ago, we we had a lot less around the Northwest, certainly, that I was aware of. And I, mm-hmm. I was just a casual fan. Yeah. You know, I knew about Future Shock. I knew about PCW. But that was kind of it. And there just seems to be so many that are on the radar now that you could spend the whole you know, a whole month getting eight, ten shows in. Yeah, definitely. Previously, you'd be, you know, uh, very much a, a famine of, of wrestling to go and watch. Yeah, and I, 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 I keep saying to my son, we should do like a, a UK road trip and just go to like the ones, like a the yeah. RW in Greensby yeah, and like then go people... down to not such the one in Nor- Norwich, the WAW, and then go down to That's watch it. some and Sacrifice and watch some... Um, yeah. I mean, you know, people do it with with football grounds, don't they? Mm-hmm. They go and you know go to one of those matches. You don't have to be a fan of that that team. You just go to a match to say that you've been there and tick it off. You know? Yes, it's a, it's a sort of thing that you you see so many of these people on the shows, and in a certain area, you'll probably see them four or five times. But it's never the same. No. no matter who it is, it's never the same. You're always guaranteed to get something different. Yeah, my six-year-old gets really confused when we go to a different show and the, the wrestler he likes is a heel on that show or the other yeah. way around where he likes Boo and Number a face on that show. There's like Big big Guns Show. He's a heel at Wrestle Island, but he was a face at TNT Ignition. So he was all happy, up for singing Tiny Tiny Joe at him, but then he came out and everyone cheered him. He was so confused. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I know, and you know, historically, there'd be probably a lot of people that would be would be turning in their grave at that sort of thing. Yes. You know, oh, you're a heel. You should be a heel everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and but no, if if, uh, if Joe's enjoying what he's doing, you know, and the and the people running the the companies want that from him, and he's happy. You know, it, mm-hmm. it just keeps everyone on their toes, and and it allows each of the wrestlers to to show their full remit. You know, as as both heel or, or face, yeah, because uh, that's got to be better for everyone. Yeah, RJ Silver was heel, or Chin however he's got now. Um, he's he was heel at Britannia, but he refused to boo him. He was cheering because <laughs> he used to, he loved Paradox. He was his, his favorite team ever. <laughs> so, so he was gutted when they <laughs> yeah, broke him. I I was very much the same with Sheikh El Sham mm. when the buyout started. Impressed him. I spent my time cheering him because I love him. Let's get back back to the card. So, title match. So, it's not title for title, but you've got a match for the ministry's title and then a match for the. So it's 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 a a, two falls. It's a two fall. Yeah. So the the first fall is for the GT ministry's belt. Mm -hmm. The second fall is for the BTW title. Yes. Um, Two fall triple threat. Uh, with the winner of the Rumble being interjected. Um, so these guys went to war in Bol- in Bradford yes. um, not that long ago. Um, it, yeah, I, every time I get the chance to see Gareth Angel and Rabbit in a wrestling ring, whether it's against each other or whether it's against someone else, I, I jump at the chance. Mm. I absolutely love watching these two guys. So when I got the chance to to make this match, when I got the chance to bring across the GT Ministries title, really make this match something that means something. You know, we've got two belts on the line. It it it's you know it's the same sort of thing as Chris Jericho becoming undisputed, where he you know he beat Rock and Stone Cold in the same, same night. night. Oh, yeah, this is this is one match. You know, the two falls could be within minutes of each other. Um, Depending on how the match goes and and how much damage gets done, yeah, but exciting. these guys have had <laughs> weeks to prepare for each other, but they'll have like an hour to prepare for that third person. Mm. You know, whereas the person coming in from Rumble obviously knows who they're going against in that title match, um, and that could just be the edge that they, that they need to come out with a title. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if this is probably the match I'm most looking forward to. It's the debut of Hesley Rose, something I've been watching on Instagram for months, uh, training. Yeah. Yeah. Training alongside Dynamite Lee. Yes. Um, so, so she's been, she's actually been training for four years now. Oh, wow. Uh, I didn't realize it. Yeah. See, I, I was chatting with her the other day and, and I'd seen, obviously, since BTW's inception, she's been alongside Dynamite. She's been coming out with him for his matches. Mm-hmm. And I've known that she's been training and I've been watching those videos, those same videos that you have. <coughs> but when I got, got chatting to her the other day and she said that she's actually been training for four years to make her full debut. And wow. to make her debut in, in a triple threat match against two of the best female talents. Oh, I love Harley Hudson. She's one of my favourites. So. I mean, she's making so many waves around British wrestling at the moment. Every every show graphic that I see seems to have her on it. And she's I mean, 19, I think. So God yeah. knows how good is she going to be when she's like 23, 24. It's just like, oh, it's just like, yeah. I'd say if, you know, she, she's had she's had quite a bad injury and come back. Yeah, I, know, I, I, can, I, I, was, I was at that rumble. I looked nasty. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, if she can, if she can stay fit and healthy for the next four or five years, mm. you know, she's, she's just going to have title after title after title. Yeah. Um, yes. Next record Ireland shows is against the Alexis Falcon for the women's championship. That should be a hell of a match. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then in the other side of the, uh, the ring, we've got Alfie from over so, in Yorkshire. Another person I want to see. I've heard yeah. so much, so many good things about. Yeah, I've had to stay alive yet. Absolutely. You know, she's she's coming in with a huge reputation behind her. She's coming in with a lot of momentum. Um and if if it was just Alfie versus Harley Hudson, I'd be saying this could be the match of the night. Hmm. Throw in Hasley Rose as well, you know, you've got that unknown element, you've got that anything could happen in in this match. Mm-hmm. You know, the uh Alfie and Harley could could kind of chuck Hasley out and, and just go at each other. Or Hasley might uh, might just surprise us all, you know. And and I, d- I don't want to be disrespectful to Hasley, you know. But this is her, fir- her her first match. This is her full debut, not just a BTW debut. This is her British wrestling debut. Mm-hmm. And to go in there against two of the best, you you you've got to be confident. But you, at the, deep down, you've got to know that if you did pull something out of the bag, it would be. Right up there with one of the upsets of the of the decade, definitely. You know, and and I absolutely love Hasley. I'm so proud to be able to give her this opportunity. You know, that we've we've watched her working so hard, learning so much from Dynamite Lee. I mean, a great person to be ta- picking the brain of. Oh, he's so fun. Yeah, <laughs> he's such a fun, yeah. fun lad. Great wrestler, and, so. and um, to to be able to give her that opportunity. And to be able to do it at, at the level that she's going in at against Harley and Alfie, you know, I'm very proud. Very proud. Definitely. Next, you have a date match. It's, it's a date match, stroke. Le- 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 not Blues leaves town, burn you for Jack Roberts. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so. so um, the history on this one um, goes back to, again, scratching my, my memory cells here, but I'm pretty certain it was our second show. Mm. Um Helena was meant to be fighting against Jenny B. Jenny B had got COVID and wasn't able to be at the show. And, you know, as general manager, it's my job to try and make sure that the, the fans get what they want and get their money's worth. You know, um, Helena was advertised for the cards. So we, we scrambled around and got her an opponent. And, uh, okay, maybe Jack Roberts wasn't the right person to throw into the match, hmm. but that's what happened. Um, Helena was victorious. Um, you know, she humiliated Jack, to be perfectly honest. I, I think he was way overconfident. He he really didn't take Helena seriously. Yeah, big boy. He is. You know, and we know that they've got a storied history in LWF uh, as, as part of Shining Wizard and, and Synergy. Oh, that that that, that um, eight-man uh, full-scale-anywhere brawl thing they had was brilliant. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Um it was that was just unbelievable. Um, so we, you know, we knew that there would be some sort of chemistry there between them, just simply because of their history. Um, we weren't counting on it being this sort of chemistry. No. So at love at first fight, um, again, Helena's opponent um, wasn't able to make it because card is subject to change. But we tried to get Helena out there in front of the fans because she's got a lot of fans in Bolton. Um, um, we asked Jock to give her an interview in the ring, um, and very rudely, Jack Roberts interrupted, um, and came to the ring and propositioned Helena, 
um, challenged, challenged her to a match to uh, to get a date with her. Now, Helena, obviously, by this point, I think she's getting pretty peeved off with Jack Roberts. Um, so um, while she was out there, I think she let her emotions take a bit of uh, a bit of control over her brain. Um, yeah. Jumping at the chance to try throw in her own stipulation to try and get rid of Jack. Um, so when uh, when they both came backstage afterwards, we uh, we made it fully official that if Jack wins, he gets a date with Helena. If Helena wins, Jack's gone from BTW. He will leave her alone at last. Um, now Helena's got the victory in BTW over Jack. Um, probably quite confident probably uh you know got the momentum going into this match but these sorts of matches just throw up those little curveballs mm-hmm. um you know is jack gonna fight harder because he really wants this date with helena you know is he gonna fight harder because he doesn't want to lose his contract with btw yeah um, but yeah so we will see at gold rush um yeah, interesting concept for a match <laughs> yeah um <laughs> You know, and and uh, it's it's obviously very high stakes, and uh, and that may end up being where they go and have some dinner, you know, get some steak <laughs> if, uh, if Jack wins. Then next match has been described as a grudge match. So you've got Dominic Lee and Keenan versus Jack Johnson and Al Capullion. So. Yes. Yeah, so um, again, this one has a very storied history, right back to our first show. So Jack Johnson, as he will shout and tell everyone, yeah. was has had the most matches in BTW and was involved in the very first match at BTW. And he's right, you know, factually he has um, had the most matches and he was involved in the first match against Keenan uh, yes. in the tournament. So the um, Jack progressed in that match um, and Keenan has, has carried a bit of a grudge about that. Um, he has also lost to Alex in BTW as well. Mm-hmm. So, Keenan's very much got a, a, a score to sell with these guys. Um, and then at, um, at the gauntlet that we had a few months back, um, Dynamite Lee won the gauntlet yes, match. Um, and then was attacked by Jack Johnson after the match. Um, <coughs> Jack's making a bit of a habit of attacking people. Hmm. Um, so shortly uh, before our November show, um, Jack actually attacked me in my home oh. uh, and, and put me into hospital. Um, yeah, yeah. Are they the photos that are on your Instagram? Yeah, yeah. I was uh, rather, rather pissed off in hospital mm. and uh, and put a bit of a bounty on Jack's head for the rest of the BT um, roster, uh, which no one has yet cashed in. But I am very hopeful that either uh, Dynamite Lee or Keenan will be uh, will be coming and claiming that bounty. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because Jack attacked me, it meant I couldn't be at the next show. Um, and and as a management of you know figure, you've got to stamp some authority. So he was banned at Love of First Fight. Yeah, he was banned from the building. Um, and up until the raffle, I thought the security had managed to keep him out. Um, during the raffle, where I was being helped by what I thought was the Wasp, um, he unmasked to reveal himself as Jack Johnson, who then proceeded to hit me with a raffle bucket oh. and start to attack me in the middle of the ring. I was very grateful 
the Dynamite League came to my rescue uh, to chase Jack off, as well as our security, who were, to be fair to them, had been dealing with Bentley and Stocks yes. um, all night. So I'm not surprised that they, they'd let their guard down a little bit, where it was just a raffle. So mm-hmm. what could possibly go wrong during raffle mania? Um, now, subsequently, we found out that the Wasp had been attacked um, shortly before the raffle um, and had his his mask stolen, which is why we had what looked to be the Wasp sat at our merch stand mm-hmm. and, uh, and offering to come up into the, into the ring to help me with the raffle. Um, so I, I'm sure you can tell from everything that I've just said that I'm not impartial in this no, match. definitely not. Um, there is a bounty on Jack's head. If Alex Boylan wants to put himself in that target as well, then that's on him. You know, they're good running buddies, but they have been interfering in so much of BTW's business, um, over the last year. And I was delighted to pull together Keenan and Dynamite League to give them the opportunity great, great to settle some scores. And um, I don't know if they've ever teamed together before, but... They're, I, really, they're really good friends of real, and from what I hear. So. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if, if they've got that friendship, then hopefully they'll get they'll have that chemistry in the ring. Mm. Um, but I am, I am firmly in their corner for this one. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what are the prizes like at WrestleMania at Old Town? Oh, it's it's your classic British wrestling. Yeah. Um, so we've got tickets to a show. Yes. We've got a DVD or a T-shirt. And we have a, a signed folding chair. Yes. Um, which, uh, to be to be fair, it's, it's one of the things that we're always trying to do at BTW. We're always trying to evolve. We're always trying to, you know, better our, our production, better our, our experience that we can give the fans. So the first show, it was just, I say just, just a, a plain folding chair, um, signed by everyone on the, on the roster. Yeah. Um, at Love at First Fight, it was a specifically branded Love at First Fight folding oh, chair. I'd love to win a folding chair sign. I, I'm very, every time I see them, I'm like, I want to keep that for myself. Yes. So unfortunately, I have to relinquish it and make sure that everyone signs it mm. so that we can give it to a, a very happy, uh, very happy customer. Yeah, we've been quite lucky at Raffles. We won a, yeah, I won tickets to Odyssey Pro Wrestling. So me and my son went to that in the Morecambe. Had a fun weekend in Morecambe. And then no. we've won, you know, many PlayStations that came out. We won one of them. Oh, where where had a, where had that as a raffle prize? That's quite well, that, was, a, that was Wrestle Island, so. right? Yeah. That's, that's that's quite a quite a, a sort of platinum type mm-hmm. um, raffle prize. That's not your traditional Brit rest. No, <laughs> they usually had to give away like tickets to the next show and yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. But yeah, it was, it was fun. Yeah, All right. Uh, I think we've got one more match to talk about. We have. So this uh, is Maverick Matt's Open Challenge. Yes. So. After Matt and Andrew Jepson had been jumped by the wrecking crew, um, Matt was obviously quite pissed off. Yeah. Um, and, and we had conversations very much revolving around the fact that he would take on absolutely anyone in British wrestling that wanted to step through the rings, ring ropes, mm-hmm. but they had to do it in the right way. They couldn't just come in and, and try and barge through them to get an opportunity. You know, they've got to do it in the right way. So we came up with the Maverick Open Challenge, which mm-hmm. 
started on the last show, Love at First Fight, and was answered by Axel Strife, who yes. had about three minutes to get his, his kit on and his boots on. And I don't even think he tied the <laughs> um, but gave a good account of himself, so much so that we have brought him back for the Rumble. Oh, amazing. Um, now, normally an open challenge is a bit of a surprise um, mm. but for the fans, for the wrestler involved. You know, uh, we've, we've seen it throughout the history of wrestling. You know, you've got this surprise opponent. We got a lot of buzz after the first open challenge and a lot of wrestlers contacting us wanting to be a part of this. And when we got, when I got the phone call from Aiton Steen, knowing about Aiton, knowing how good he is and how much I want to see him in a BTW ring, but uh, more importantly, I want to see Matt, Maverick Matt getting put up against some of the best talent yes, in the country. Definitely. I snatched Aiton's offer and, and just held on to it so tightly to get him in. Um, so yeah, a, a huge match. For Maverick Matt, I mm. think this is probably his toughest challenge yet. Definitely, um, he's coming up against a, a, ve- a wrestler with a very similar style to him. Um, you know, he's got the high flying, he's got the quick movement, um, or, or, almost a sort of a British luchador style going on there um, by both of them. But I know that Aiton's got this edge to him. Yes, uh, he can he can just turn it into a completely different gear at the drop of a hat. And I've yet to see that in Maverick Matt. Through my time training with him uh, for White Collar, through the matches that I've seen him have in BTW and at GTM, um, you know, I've just not seen that edge come out. Mm. Now, I was hoping that maybe during the Wrecking Crew match, he might have just channeled some of that anger and that energy into bringing that out. But I, I truly believe that deep down inside of him, he has it, and it's waiting to explode. And this match could just be what he needs to get Definitely. to that next level, and and it could just steal the show. I mean, on a on a heck of a card with seven stacked matches, this could steal the show in my eyes. Definitely, it's, oh, it's such a great card. I wish I could go. I just I, I, I have no way of getting to Bolton by half six. I'm too busy in work, so I can't take the pace. Yeah, I mean that's that's. <laughs> Part of the, the 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 problem, but also part of the joy of of being on a Friday night, mm. is that no one runs on a Friday night. No, so you know if if people can get there, they're, they're generally going to get there. Whereas once you get into Saturday Sunday, you've got life taking over. You've got multiple shows across multiple places at multiple times that you've got to pick and choose. Whereas, as far as I'm aware, certainly in the Northwest. I think we're the only ones that run on a Friday night. So if, yeah, your, diary, if your diary is empty, you know, there's wrestling for you. Yes. So that's Friday, 22nd of April, Ellesmere Road Recreation Club in Bolton. It is. Yes. Yeah. In, uh, in Little Lever in Bolton. Um, you know, seven card match, a, a good old raffle mania, cheap beer, some of the best UK talent that you're going to find. Mm. Um, two titles on the line, a rumble. Oh, what else do you want to match? That sounds great. It really does. I'll put a ticket information below the podcast in the description. Yep. So the tickets are on Skiddle. Um, it's £10 plus booking fee for adults, uh, £25 plus booking fee for a family of four. Yes. Um, That's good. And am I right to do some, some plugging? Yes. Good man. Plug away. Um, 
that you can follow us uh, at Bolton Town Wrestling on Twitter. Sorry, at Bolton Town Wrestling on Instagram, at Bolton Wrestling on Twitter. You can follow myself at Lucas underscore Jackson underscore Wrestling on Instagram. That's where you'll see some of the uh, the videos and the aftermath of Jack Johnson's attack on me, um, as well as a lot of uh, publicity for the uh, for the BTW, as well as some of my own wrestling journey. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a very cold <laughs> um, <laughs> Lucas Jackson on yeah. uh, on Hillside in Burnley uh, <laughs> doing a promotional shot with my very good friend Richard Allen oh, um, just before the uh, the white collar. Um, and we've got a Facebook page, uh, Bolton Town Wrestling, and there's an event page for the uh, for each of the events. With Gold Rushes on there, um, so you can go and find the card. Um, it, visually, you know, the graphics are phenomenal. Um, oh, James does an yeah. amazing job. Every single show, when when we're having discussions about what, what the graphics are going to be like, you know, we'll throw out a really vague idea, and James will just come back with something that absolutely knocks it out of the park. He's, he's just brilliant. Um, we are also, we've, we've got DVDs of our first show available at, uh, at the show. Mm. Um and I'm sure if people were to to contact any of the pages, myself or the BTW uh, pages, that we would be able to sort out getting those shipped out uh, as needed. Um, we don't have a presence on any of the streaming platforms yet, um, but that's because James is busy beavering away in the background trying to make <laughs> sure that we've got yeah. as as top notch production as we can on our on our uh, video footage. But yeah, that's us. We are BTW Wrestling. Um, where your new favorite brand? Yes, I'll put all links in the description below the uh, the interview again. So I've really enjoyed speaking today. I'd love to have you on again in the future. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> I'd I'd very much be up for you know um, further down the line, either coming back for a recap on on what happened at Gold Rush, the fallout, or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, and any future events. You know, I'd, I'd absolutely love. Like I say, we we decided to take a bit of a different tact with with our promotion mm-hmm. uh, this month, and it, it's just. It's just been phenomenal, the response from the, the wrestling community. Um, I think this is now my fourth interview. Yeah. Uh, and my third um, in the last two days. Oh, amazing. And, and, and yeah, uh, my, my throat's feeling it. But <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm just growing in confidence and I'm really happy with, uh, with what we're, what we're being able to put out there. 